Now, here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Alrighty, Northlanders, here we are, hour number two on a Monday morning in the Northland, actually Monday afternoon now in the Northland. Um, you know, at the at the end of hour number one, we were talking about this incursion that uh, China has made uh, against a Philippine Coast Guard ship uh, in a little atoll uh, that, that the uh, Chinese government claims they own. Uh, they own it because it's part of the South China Sea. Um, you know, here's the statement that Beijing made after this incursion. Now, you have to remember the Philippines are a couple of hundred miles from uh, from China. But China feels that since this is the South China Sea, because the word China is there, they evidently own every uh, all of it. And, you know, there are world uh, r- uh, rules, and I don't know who set this up, how long ago this was set up, but that evidently a country does own uh, the space within so many miles of the shoreline of your country, but it's it's relatively a short distance, and we're going to talk more about this when we come back. But but uh, this being a Monday, as you know, uh, Monday afternoon and second hour, we always talk to our friend Kurt over at A Plus Computers, and he is on the phone with us right now. Uh, Kurt, somebody asked me the other day uh, last week if you still have some specials going on, uh, like you did, where people can bring their computer in and have it checked out. Um, how are things there? Afternoon, Brad. Um, yeah, I mean we're we're always running specials with tune-ups and cleanups and diagnostics. So um, I don't okay. have anything really right now. But with uh, a lot of what we do, uh, especially with our diagnostics, is if we do any repairs on on the system or anything like that, the diagnostics charge is dropped at that point. So uh, you know, basically, okay. it's like free diagnostics. <laughs> the way we run our our diagnostics uh, at our shops. So. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, if people have issues or slowdown problems or anything like that, I definitely recommend bringing it in. Um, we've got uh, upgrade options for people. We've got uh, uh, refurbished and new options for people for upgrades if they want to go to something new. Um, you know, I there's uh, we've had customers. I had a customer in last week actually off the show here that um, had been up to a, a, a major store, and they said they would not upgrade it. Uh, or look at his computer and that he needed to replace his computer. And he heard us and brought it in, and he, uh, we upgraded his hard drive to a solid state was all he needed. His computer wasn't that old. It was only about four years old, and uh, that made all the difference in the world for the computer. So uh, as far as I know, I think he's happy. <laughs> he spent a lot less than I can imagine he is, yeah, rather than uh, having to buy a whole new system. Say, yeah. let's yeah. talk for just a second about upgrading uh, the Intel. If, you, if you're with uh, your system is, uh, you know, I get lost in even thinking about all of these. I think my I think my system is now uh, uh, 10, if that makes sense. OK. Yep. And yep. and, and now fair. they're coming out with what, 11 and 12 or what? Uh, yeah. For, for Microsoft, there's Windows 11. Um, if you're. Okay. You can, most some machines can upgrade from 10 to 11. Um, Microsoft will will tell you there's a security chip that has to be on the motherboard in order for that to happen. Uh, there is some workarounds to that. Um, you know, Microsoft says if you work around it, then the light, there's a licensing issue and they may not update it. You can do it, but we may not give you updates. Um, oh, I have I seen a problem with that on machines that have done that. Um, 
you know, and, and we're still, I'm still a little bit hesitant with 11. 11 does have bugs in it. They're still working out, even though it's been out there for a year. Um, 10 is still pretty stable. Uh, 10 is also supported through the, I think through the end of 2025, if I remember correctly. So, you know, we still have a few years that 10 is, 10 has support from, from Microsoft. So, um, and then like any of the other operating systems, when support was dropped, uh, finally, you had at least another year to year and a half where it would function normally for you too. Um, you know, they don't, just because Microsoft drops support doesn't mean the computer's uh, usefulness goes away or, or is done. Right. Uh, you still usually right. have another year, year and a half of being able to use it. So without problems. And I've had people that have used machines 10 years after the operating system has been not supported anymore. You just lose functionality of going to banking sites and things like that because your browsers can't be okay. updated. But some of the software, especially software, things like that, that stuff all keeps working. Nothing, nothing stops. So, yep. Well, listeners, uh, I would highly recommend if you have any problems with your current system, uh, please get a hold of Kurt over at A-plus Computers in Superior on Tower Avenue. Uh, they they uh, will deal with you as a walk-in if you want. It's 1910 Tower Avenue. Or if you would rather call ahead and make an appointment to bring your computer in, have it looked at, upgraded, uh, the easy phone number to call is 715-395-8333. That's 715-395-8333. But uh, Kurt can uh, help you in so many different ways. He can help you update your computer, update your security, update your capacity for storage. He can sell you a new or used computer uh, if you've got kids going to college. It's just uh, his uh, firm is a, a great local owned. Uh, they've been around for a number of years. Locally owned. His dad uh, had the company before him. But A Plus Computer, 1910 Tower Avenue in Superior, Wisconsin. And again, 715 395 8333. And as you just heard, he could add the storage on where another big, uh, big house company wanted to sell him a new computer. So. Uh, if you have problems, get a hold of Kurt. I'm sure he'll be more than helpful for you. Thanks, Kurt. Appreciate it very much. So, Kenny, let me wrap this up about uh, the Philippines and uh, China. Beijing's uh, foreign minister, spokesman Wang Winbin, said a, said uh, who a, a what? Philippine coast. <laughs> yeah, Wang. I love these names. Fee Wei building? Wenbin. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know Wang, don't no, you? No, I don't know that one. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, he said that the Philippine Coast Guard vessel trespassed into Chinese waters. Uh, and yet the, the Coast Guard, the Philippine Coast Guard said we were within our own Philippine waters. So, the, you know, who was trespassing? And the Chinese Coast Guard vessel responded professionally and was restrained at the site in accordance with Chinese laws and international laws. Well, I'm not sure what the international law is, but there is an international law on where your uh, sovereignty runs out, and it's like three miles or five miles off your shore. It's not hundreds of miles uh, like the difference between China and the Philippines. Um, he said without elaborating and mentioning the use of lasers. Now, evidently, they think the use of the laser was not uh, a um, any kind of an attack, uh, much like using a machine gun might have been, but it did temporarily blind some of the people on the ship. And that's why you can't use lasers anywhere near planes. There are uh, international laws about flashing a laser onto a 
pilot's uh, eyesight. We hope, this is the Chinese statement now, we hope the Philippines will earnestly respect Chinese territorial sovereignty and maritime rights and interests in the South China Sea. Now, see, I think we would have been able to make that exact same statement, don't you think? We could have said, we hope that China will earnestly respect America's territorial sovereignty and our rights and interests on American soil and avoid sending spy satellites and spy balloons to check on us. Uh, But evidently, what's good for the goose is not necessarily good for the gander when it comes to China. Uh, the Philippines vessel was forced to move away from the area where it was escorting a supply vessel that was delivering food and sailors to a Philippine Navy sentry ship, the uh, BRP Sierra Madre, which had been marooned on uh, Second Thomas Shoal since 1999, the Coast Guard said. So this this uh, Filipino ship was marooned there, stuck on this, kind of like the uh, little, uh, you know, the boat that went away for the day and uh, on a two-hour cruise and got stuck there. But they still have sailors on that ship every ever since 1999, and this other vessel was delivering uh, food and, and goods to that ship so that the sailors could stay alive. The deliberate blocking of the Philippine government ship to deliver food and supplies to our military personnel on board is blatant disregard for and a clear violation of Philippine sovereign rights in this part of the West Philippine Sea, the Coast Guard said, using the name the Philippines had adopted for a stretch of water close to its western coast. In other words, they're not going to say it's the South China Sea. They don't want to say China at all. It was not immediately clear if the Philippines resupply mission pushed through despite the incident. Well, we would hope they do it because they, we don't want the sailors starving on that ship. A Chinese Coast Guard also blocked Philippine ships escorting a supply vessel from approaching Second Thomas Shoal in August, the Coast Guard said. At that time, one of the two Chinese ships that were joined by two Chinese civilian vessels removed the cover of its 70-millimeter armaments, the Coast Guard said. In other words kind of threatening <clears throat> that they may use that that armament on them, adding it would not be deterred by China's aggressive uh, uh, aggressiveness in the, their sovereign area. Now, aside from China and the Philippines, you also have other nations in that same area that are having the same type of trouble with China. Vietnam, Malaysia, Taiwan, Brunei also have overlapping claims in the resources-rich and busy waterways where a bulk of the world's, world's commerce and oil transit happens. You know, they have discovered oil off of uh, Vietnam just a few uh, miles, and Vietnam said that is our sovereign rights there. China is claiming it's their it's their property. The United States lays, lays no claim to any of the disputed sea, but has deployed forces to patrol the waters to promote freedom of navigation and overflight into those areas. So anyway, we're gonna we got to take our first break here of hour number two. Uh, we'll come back and uh, get into some local issues shortly here on Sound Off in the afternoon. But again, we invite you to call if you have any uh, any uh, feelings on uh, any of the uh, shoot downs of. Uh, 
uh, what we are saying are uh, at this point weather unknown objects. Oh, try yeah, to call them weather balloons. balloons. <laughs> weather balloons. There yeah, you with go. minimal steering capabilities. Remember, they said <laughs> these things, Brad. Unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, we'll be right back. Twin Ports home for UMD Bulldog Hockey. Shot score! UMD! KDAL. KDAL time is 1223. We've got sunshine. We've got 38 degrees here in Duluth. And, Brad, we've got UMD Hockey. The Bulldogs will play in Denver Friday night, 8 o'clock, drop of the puck. Saturday night, 7 o'clock, drop of the puck. Uh, Bruce Siski with a call on UMD Hockey this Friday and Saturday from Denver. Now, Kenny, I have a question for you about that. We uh, we are not currently in the same division as the University of Minnesota, right? Uh, the University of Minnesota has now gone into the Big Ten. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And and so we, but we we still could end up playing them as we get into the national playoffs, right? Oh, yeah, there could be a scenario where that happens, sure. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, as Why, you are stated, you hoping uh, for that? Or? I'm hoping for that. Oh. I, I used to love the, that series when the uh, when University of Minnesota Duluth would end up playing the main U. It was, it was just I, one of those yeah. extreme competition things. I will say this, and back in the days of the WCHA, the Gophers and the Bulldogs were hated rivals. And there might oh, yeah. be still some of that there, but not as much because, again, we're in different conferences. But I never cheer for the, the Gophers. I just don't because I'm a Bulldog no. fan. <laughs> However, right. if the Gophers make it to the national championship game and they're not playing then the Bulldogs, yeah, yeah, then we're cheering for the Minnesota. I cheer for Minnesota, not the Gophers. Go, Minnesota. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You go. So. Hey, Brad, um, I'm going to yes. have uh, – we can go with this mic right here. We have a special surprise in the studio, Brad. Ooh. The warmest temperature in the nation today – I'm sorry, yesterday, 83 degrees at Key West, Florida. Is that a little hint, Bradley? Is that what? 83 degrees was the warmest temperature in the U.S. yesterday at Key West, Florida. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey there. So, <laughs> Key West. How you doing? <laughs> well, Key West is great, except I, I can't afford Key West. You I, know, that, I, a, I can't either. over my test. That, that's right. Like I tell people, I'm an attorney. I'm not a doctor. See, uh, Kenny, I, I got uh, I, I to give uh, Chris a little uh, kudos here because uh, he, he evidently remembered that uh, my wife and I were having our anniversary last week, and he sent us the most beautiful bouquet of flowers to celebrate our anniversary. Nice. It was well, spectacular. That's not quite correct, is it, Brad? Well, okay. So, so, so my wife goes to the door. We get a knock on the door. She goes to the door, and this lady's standing there with this enormous bouquet of flowers. And uh, my wife says, "Oh, for nice." And the woman says, uh, "Is is there a nutmeg that lives here?" <laughs> and my wife says, "Yeah, that's nutmeg." Points down to the floor, and our, our little pug is sitting there looking up, like. It says, well, these flowers are for nutmeg. <laughs> but I knew it was your anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. Hey, Brad. Um, so I just wanted to give you a quick here. Uh, Dahlberg Law Office phone number is 218-722-5809. Dahlberg Law Office 218-722-5809. But, Brad, there's going to be really yes. exciting things at, at the Dahlberg Law Office. Uh, and this, this is interesting is that Michelle is remodeling the office. So there's proof 
that you know Neanderthal uh, military guys like us can be improved a little oh, bit. Oh man! And and you know the, the I don't think you knew this, but Michelle had worked for her family and her mom out in the East Coast, and what they did no. what they did remodeling for military bases. So. You know, really? if, so if a military base, let's say down in uh, Key West or wherever it might be, said we need uh, new furniture for the commissary areas or wherever it might be, they would come in. They'd say, "Here's the designs. Here's the furniture. Here's everything." They do the color palettes and all that. They'd order in the furniture. So she did this across the entire country. Uh, and so the interesting, the fun thing is, she's doing it for my law office. And not okay. only does she have a good eye, but the other thing she likes to do, and some people don't like to do, is organize, you know, even down to putting paper clips in a certain area and post-it notes and <laughs> saying, this is where it needs to be if you're going to be efficient. So, uh, I, I mean, this is, and I think a lot of people, whether you're a law firm or even if you're like a construction firm, because you do your, your business of the day, right? Our, our job is to get legal documents out. And we're not no, always. I got to ask you. Yeah, I got to ask you. Is, is Nicole all in on this, or she, she loves? She, is, uh, she loves it. Yeah, yeah. and there's some there's organization this, uh, going on with it. So, it, what we're doing too is we're consolidating a little bit. We're getting the file, some of the file cabinets open. We're cleaning up a little bit. Just uh, your organization's amazing because I'm sure there's people out there who've had you know different factories oh, or whatever, and you just get you sure. get so busy going out the door with orders and everything, and next thing you know, you had an explosion in the office. <laughs> so it's it's nice. Oh, yeah. So and and we still have for the listeners the Girl Scout cookie promotion. So we like to help, uh, you know, charities in the area. So what the Dahlberg office does, we buy a whole load of Girl Scout cookies, but we don't want them at the house. So we bring them right, down. No. We do bring them down to the law office, and just for the fun of it, we're saying all the new estate planning clients that are coming in, you get a free box of cookies, and if it's a married couple, you get two. Uh, so you come on in, you say, I'm going to take those. And you pick them out, and uh, supply. Well, supply lasts, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until supply lasts. Now, I got to ask you: Do you have any? Uh, do you have any veto uh, rules over this uh, uh, remodeling? Or, I mean, if she comes out with a color that you don't necessarily agree with, do you have veto authority? Or, uh, well, no. But she does. Do you... She goes right out and says, you know, what do you like? What are you looking for? Uh, and, okay. you know, one of the interesting things I did for my office is I said, I'm having problems when I'm running because uh, I sit down too much. They say now that the sitting is the new uh, smoking, for I guess, for the century. Oh, yeah. And, and I yeah, sit there, yeah. and when I get really into a brief or something, I wrap my legs around the chair, and that's not good for you. So I got that mm. new new desk that lifts up, and you can work at it. And the, well, you and, got the one where you can stand? Yeah, nice. but the fun thing about this one, and I don't know if you've seen them out there, it's actual desk, so it's totally flat, and then you just lift it up. And that part yeah. of the desk comes right up to you. Uh, and it, so it's really nice. And so when I'm doing reviews of estate planning and, and going back and now they've been, they've been typed up, I look through them and I'm proofing them and all. Now I can do it standing up or I can take calls standing up. So it's better than just sitting on your you know, butt all day at <laughs> the office. <laughs> so it's, it's good. It. And she's got nice things, you know, nice color palettes. We're getting a, a little bit of the, the sea. You know, we can see Canal Park or not the sea but the lake. And the other yes. thing is, prominently behind me, I got uh, Go Army, you know, the U.S. Army, and then I got pictures oh. still of my dad and I when I got my commission, so that was nice. So. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're getting into a little bit of a problem uh, here on our side. Kathy and I, you know, we have two granddaughters now. One is in her, uh, completing her first year at West Point. Our second one is going to graduate from Brainerd this year, and she's been accepted into Annapolis, wow. the Naval Academy. <laughs> so the two of them are already starting to send each other's notes 
that at, at the end of the note it says arm go army beat navy the yeah. other one says go <laughs> navy beat army you know <laughs> but uh, tell, talk about how remarkable is that to have two grand is that two grandkids oh I mean, yeah, what what are the odds phenomenal. of having two grandkids? And for the listeners, I mean, you're the cream of the crop when you go all the way up to a military academy. I mean, that that oh, is the yeah. top notch. So uh, that they made it in there, that's that speaks pretty highly of your family. Well, I got to give you, I got to give you one more piece of uh, pe- beat my chest a little bit. We just found out that Laura, in her first semester has finished in the top 25% of her class. Wow. And I just uh, commented on the Facebook page because the thing she's doing, she didn't she get an airborne slot for training? Yeah, and she's also, this summer. And the internship she's going to do in Ghana, right? French, yes, correct. And, and that's crazy yep. because, you know, nowadays the military is really, people don't know it. They got a, we've got a presence in Africa. Uh, and there's yes. uh, there's global competition going on right now between the the United States and uh, China, and they're very big oh, into there. Yeah. They're putting in their their I guess you call it your soft power, but they're putting in their economic power. But there's always a there's a catch when they get in there. So it's uh, it's going on, and that has to do with your trade routes and the the, the economic uh, supplies and all. So it's interesting well, watch. Chris, I am I'm going to be looking forward to stopping by your office when we get back this spring and seeing the new decorating and we'll done. Po- we'll post pictures in the next couple of weeks. They're not quite ready okay. to go but for publication, but pretty soon. But I think All she's right. done a great job. You take care. Excellent. You yeah, too. We got to go to CBS News, folks. We'll be right back. KDAL time is 1238, 35 degrees in Eveleth, Minnesota, 34 degrees in Solon Springs, 37 at Duluth Sky Harbor Airport, 41 at the Army Corps of Engineers there in Canal Park. Well, Kenny, you made the statement earlier that uh, some of the former generals and things are already coming out uh, about this uh, deepening problem that we have with uh and and we've never seen this before i don't know that i have ever seen in my lifetime and i'm you know i'm an elderly kind of guy i'm getting up there in years i don't remember a situation where in three days in a row we forcibly shot down uh items that we didn't know what they were because they had entered our airspace and create and uh, breached our sovereignty as a u.s government and that's what we're seeing. Former uh, Army Secretary Patrick Murphy is sounding the alarm on China's increased military aggressions that are happening around the world. Uh, and he has led an in, inevitable breach of U.S. sovereignty, pressing America to understand that we're the underdog here when it comes to China. His comments came Sunday after the Pentagon released a statement Saturday revealing that the U.S. military had shot down a third high-altitude airborne object over northern Canada. And then, of course, Sunday it was followed up by a fourth shoot-down. Patrick Murphy, the uh, former secretary of the Army, said, so when we shot that one down, it was over Canadian airspace. Uh, it was one of our American jet F-22s, but I think you're, we're sending the message of what has happened, you know, in Ukraine. Obviously, we had this in this incredible coalition, as you know, pushing back on the Russian invasion. And I think it's sending a message, hopefully sending the right message to China that the world will rally around us if they uh, keep messing around. Uh, when people need to understand in our great country is that we're the underdog here. Uh, we're a third of their size, China's size, and I'm not just talking about geophysical or population. 
But he's talking about even militarily, China is spending so much of their money right now on building up their military strength that it has become an issue uh, where the whole world is starting to pay attention. And it almost has that feeling, you know, of uh, of like uh, Japan before World War II, where uh, them or, or Germany were spending so much of their money. Uh, yes, Germany was creating uh, an industrial complex that was growing. Their industrial complex was, uh, you know, everybody was going to work. They were every, all factories were running at full speed. Problem was, most of the things they were making were for war, uh, war efforts. And uh, so somebody should have looked at that and said, at some point, we're going to have to uh, pull back a little bit here. Well, what I'm reading here, Brad, is that there's this commander of the North American Aerospace Defense Command, whatever that is, and he said he was certain. NORAD. Well, no, North American Aerospace Defense Command. Yeah, that's, well. well, No, that's not NORAD. NORAD. No. No. Anyways, he said he was certain that the first shoot-down on February 4th was a Chinese surveillance balloon. However, the general won't rule out any possibility about the new objects, including extraterrestrial origins. Yeah, I saw that. The the, uh, Fox News reporter had asked him straight out, are you ruling out anything? Are you are you at least ruling out the possibility of this being a a, a, a terrestrial from from some foreign country? Not only foreign country, but outer space. And he said, at this point, I'm not ruling anything out. Okay, Brad, that is NORAD, North American yeah. Aerospace Defense Command, NORAD. I thought NORAD. I thought that acronym meant something different than what it is here but okay so well, anyways but, see they usually don't use the c on the end the command it's just uh, usually north american well, isn't that uh, something R-A-D. we're blasting yeah. these visitors from outer space we're <laughs> they must feel unwanted Jeez, we go I mean, to take a look this... and we're floating around we love this beautiful sphere of blue and white and they're shooting yeah. us down I have this vision of them uh, coming in in old uh, 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 ambassador pickup trucks or something. Because <laughs> you know, they said these things look like small convenience cars or uh, small uh, classic cars. The the latest one, by the way, the object spotted approaching Lake Huron on Sunday was flying at about 20,000 feet and presented a potential threat to civilian aviation that's why we ended up shooting that down. But U.S. officials said that it had an octagonal structure with strings hanging off of it, but had no discernible payload. In other words, uh, military war, you know, related type thing added to it. But uh, octagonal structure with strings hanging, that has a, a, a vision of being a UFO, doesn't it? Yeah, who's behind this? Are they are these some kids in a, a backyard, a garage laboratory, putting these things up there? <laughs> Wouldn't that be something if it was some college, uh, you know, spoof that they were putting together to see see what they could create, what they could get by with? No, but U.S. Canadian officials say the object shot down on Friday and Saturday were also flying lower than the spy balloon posting a greater danger to civilian aircraft. In other words, uh, and and in one case, they said, I think the one on Saturday in Canada, they said it was putting off um, 
it was it was putting off of some kind of communication, but they could not figure out what the communication was with it. Then uh, that prompted them to destroy the object. Those two objects were flying over parts of Alaska and the Ukraine, and they are Yukon. I'm sorry, the Alaska and Yukon, and have that have few residents. The third object down on Sunday was over water over Lake Huron, so risk posed of falling debris was minimal there as well. Uh, the falling debris, uh, you know, I suppose could hit people if it got over into the United States. But through the weekend, officials said they were still trying to determine what the three objects, now four objects, were and where they came from. Uh, the one in Saturday, the Canadian government and the FBI both have mounted uh, uh, operations to try to find the debris and find out what, in fact, it was. Uh, but but again, asked at the news conference on Sunday, General Glenn Van Heck, Van Van Heck had said, "Did you did did you at least rule out extraterrestrial objects?" And he said, "I haven't ruled anything out at this point." But in an interview Sunday, national security officials discounted any thought of what the Air Force shot out of the sky, representing any sort of alien visitors. No one senior official said. We think these are things, anything other than devices fashioned here on Earth. But the question still remains, okay, fashioned here on Earth by whom and for what purpose? And that's what we can't seem to find out. At least we haven't been able to up till this this date. But Kenny, uh, you know what? We've got to go, I know, to our Minnesota news break. But let me just say this that supposedly now we are finding out that intelligence community is saying there has been at least 366 unexplained incidents and 163 that were later identified as balloons. So this may have been going on for a long, long time, and we've finally just had it. And we're going to try to respond. So anyway, we're going to go to Minnesota break, and then we'll come back. KDAL time is 1256. Let me ask you this. Do you think there's a possibility that this could be an alien uh, breakthrough of some sort? Or do you think it's Chinese? It's all Chinese, Brad. Do you? You think that? Okay. I don't know what to think myself. They, You know, I, I think it's kind of alarming that we can consider objects are sent by China or other uh you know, other powers to learn about American radar or our early warning system, because that hearkens to me that this is a, a almost like an early attempt to set up some scenario where they're going to attack us. Otherwise, why would they be doing it? In fact, senior, uh, yeah, senior administration. I, yeah. Yeah. And I think I there's mean, some really, surveillance uh, factor here. I think there's some confusion factor. Well, it might be all of the above, um, but if, if if either China or or Russia had sent objects to test Americans' intelligence gathering capabilities, um, you know, I guess I guess we're going to learn fast that we've actually changed our techniques very quickly to make them, according to one thing I read this morning, to make it uh, to make our whole system more sensitive, able to pick up things quicker and respond to things. Uh, quicker, that we have uh, 
that we have improved our technologies. And and I think you're going to see parts, some government entities are going to come forward and say, this is not a time where we should try to cut back spending on the military or on our technology advances. But we've got to make sure that those technology advances are ours and ours alone. We can't be sharing them with China like we have so many things that we've created. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens from this point forward. Anyway, we got an hour left to do, folks, so we'll be coming back shortly with the uh, last hour of a Monday edition of Soundbox.